0: The show that goes there. This is the Shaggy Jenkins Show on the Pacifica Radio Network. It's the Shaggy Jenkins Show on the Pacifica Radio Network. Welcome to another great edition. And, hey, aloha, North Carolina, and some of our other stations that have picked us up starting with the new year. We're a little show based out of Maui, Hawaii, and, boy, do we have a lot to cover with our correspondent, From the Midwest, before we get to all of that, some brief introductions are in line. My name's Shaggy Jenkins. I'm a critical thinker. I'm a problem solver. I'm a guy left left of normal, insane, but really far out there and found on my website at shaggyjenkins.com or wherever fine social media is served at Shaggy Live. This guy is the host of his own show available through Pacifica Radio and other networks. Uh, He's a God, a thoughtful comedian, a longtime friend of mine, host of the Ron Pertie show, and Midwest correspondent. Give it up for Ron Purti. I'm here.
1: Yay. <laughs> you know Sorry, I, I drive a car that doesn't pollute the environment. Oh, wait, no, sorry.
0: Uh, you know, here's the here's the thing this is a new year, and this is supposed to be new us, and, and I'm gonna make a resolution on the show today. We're actually gonna start off with something from Ron Pertz show because Ron on on your show you kind of do a a lot more in-depth stuff of the entertainment and culture behind that in America don't you This is very true sir Well this is a story that was right up your alley one because every time me and you get together uh, um you know through text messaging or messaging we're usually talking about this very guy for this very subject um new year new louis
1: ck right wing nut job did you hear about this story i i did and this is what really upsets me because i took the, the lat these last two weeks off i just did best of episodes and uh this happens and i don't like I, uh louis has louis ck everybody has become a right wing male victim well
0: okay In case you haven't been following the narrative of Louis C.K.'s latter half of the 2017s, um, he did not really enjoy as much success as people as thought. And then in 2018, well, it started to come out that all that success was built up on a lot of sexual perversion behind the scenes, and he was outed during the massive Me Too movement. As such, he did say at the end of it, I apologize for my wrongdoing, and I am going to take a step back and start listening to you. But with this new material, I think the person that he was saying he was going to listen
1: to turned out to be like Alex Jones. Well, that's the thing is the rumblings of what he did and what he got busted for were uh, I mean, I remember I was at an uh, at a mic one time and we were just, you know, Talking like comedians do before we hate each other because we're on stage. Um, never perform if, for other comedians if you're a comedian because the reaction is just yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's inside baseball that you'll hear on my show. Anyway, um, we would sit there and talk about how people were like Tig Notaro and stuff would come out and be like, "Look, this is what happened. Uh, this is the kind of the kind of person Louie is." Uh, we can't get into too much detail because of the uh, federal communications uh, people. But uh, he did bad things uh, in front of women with his Louie. And um, I, that, that, was, that was kind of like Bill Cosby and Hannibal Burris, um, where it was known in the comedy world that he was doing these things. But it, it was mainly just this big rumor. You know, it was like a, like an, uh, an urban legend or an old wives tale or something like that. Yeah. And then when it finally comes out, it's like, oh, OK. And then here's the kicker. He decides, to go, I think it was a couple of months ago, to go to the comedy s- cellar and do a couple sets. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to choose when you can come back. No, no. But he totally was riding high
0: after that. Remember the interviews of him walking down the street? And he was like, yeah, it was a great set. Yeah, it was it was good. It was nothing. You know, I mean, he he was really riding high on that. And then and then he kind of went under the radar after that show because of the public outlash. But now it seems that he's back. And in his new material, not only did he denigrate transgender people, but Ron, he went after the Parkland survivors.
1: You know, I never thought I'd see the day. When I'm flipping through channels, and I see up on the screen um, Louis C.K., Fox News contributor. But that's exactly what he sounded like.
0: I I thought that could have been a possible lower third. But here's here's the uh, quote that, that was—let's go with the Parkland quote first. And I'll get into the transgender and the other homophobic quotes in a second. But the, the, the Parkland quote was this, quote— you're not interesting because you went to a high school where kids got shot. Why does that mean I have to listen to you? Why does that make you interesting? You didn't get shot. You pushed some fat kid in the way. Now I have to listen to you talking?
1: That's the quote. And, Ron, is that a joke? No, and that's the thing. is It has nothing to do with how interesting these kids are. It it has to do with these kids being tired of being the victim, you know, and, and fighting back for for, you know, for themselves, because obviously uh, our government, uh, the people in Congress and the Senate aren't going to do anything to protect them. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, this is the thing. <clears throat> One of the survivors came out and, and, and on Twitter said, hey, Louis C.K., since you're making fun of me and other Parkland sh- uh, survivors behind closed doors, I'm right here if you want to talk just try to keep it in your pants okay auburn um i once again <laughs> i'm just going to say this don't mess with the kids from parkland they're they're fierce but they're vicious look louis ck tries to bring up this whole thing about interest just like you said interest so is is he equating mass shootings for entertainment
1: value Yeah, I think at this point he's just trying to – I think – you know, now that I think about this for a second, I'm wondering if he's just riding the wave of what he did and kind of being like, you know, everyone's going to look at me like I'm a horrible person, so I might as well just ride that into horrible personville, And he might be living by the old adage that um, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
0: Oh, well, no, no, don't get me wrong, because later on in the show, get this, quote, what are you going to do? Take away my birthday? My life is over. I don't give a, and yeah,
1: we can't say that on the air. I just, I, just, I remember when I looked up to him, when I wanted to, to you know, I was so uh, amazed at everything he did, how he did that show, uh, um Horace and Pete, all on his own, you know, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. And he's got Alan Alda and Steve Buscemi and and, and all these great people. Oh, well, keep in
0: mind, too, that during the 90s, he was like one of the major contributing voices to a lot of animations, including the whole Brendan Small vehicle that eventually led up to Metalocalypse, home movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I can't, he's like, I don't know. It's it, it's hard to I mean I, I when I go when I look at him it's more of a, like uh, a fan to a men, like a hero type thing. Uh, imagine being Mark Marin. Okay. Okay, who who is a was a it's been a friend of his for like 20 25 years. And he has to go on there and people are expecting him to re- react to it. Mm. You know, and it's like what do you say? How do you support your friend without coming off as, uh, you know, a, co-con- a co-conspirator? Yeah, yeah, conspiratorial. How do you yeah. not come across as, as conspiratorial? Uh, you the, know, just...
0: the word accessory pops to mind.
1: Yeah, but I mean, uh, Marin is so, uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right word to use here. He's so um, Woody Allen-ish and like how Jewish he is. Oh, well, And that's not a a negative thing. I'm just trying to, I can't come up with the word to use that to describe him. Like he's not want to call him paranoid, Mm. you know, like he has like Marin, Marin has issues with, with women. Obviously you can hear that from him himself, but there's a difference between having issues with women and taking off your pants in front of them when they don't want to see anything. Yeah,
0: true. And, and this is just it. If, um, Because you you just brought this up. You were talking about how uh, he's not the, uh, uh, how do you say, he's not gay, uh, and he's very Jewish. It it turns out that um, Louis C.K. used the R word, you know, that one, and was talking about the difference in penis size between black, white, and Asian men, and talked about his doctor as a, quote, an old F word, Jewish, well, Homophobic slur. Um, So, Ron, I mean, if you are, like, very Jewish, how would you feel being around Louis C.K. when not even you are safe?
1: I think at this point, uh, I think even his friends are going to abandon him and just kind of leave him to his own devices um, and just kind of, you know, have to distance themselves Yeah, and and this is the thing, because
0: going into a new year, I'm pretty sure that Louis C.K.'s resolution after doing this show is, hey, look at how much free press I got out of that. Uh, Didn't a guy just do that and get himself elected to the White House not too long ago? Maybe that's my path to success. Is this the rebirth of a a right-wing Louis C.K.?
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't. Say it's not and then the guy is the guy took the trump route and um and it, it's kind of ah, it's, it's hurtful
0: yeah it is and and this is the thing that's really hurtful about it. I ask you a question about technique now when I was going through and I was reading this this monologue of his, he doesn't do the type of comedy that he's even known for anymore. it seemed to be more. R- ranting. So when we talk about what makes jokes actually funny and what makes a joke an actual joke versus a humorous observation, I, I want to say that Louie was basically riffing, not joking, but riffing and going more and more extreme for the whole shock value that that is an easy laugh in a comedy club.
1: Well, not only that and this is a little bit more inside baseball, for people who don't understand stand-up comedy, sometimes people will get up there and they will just, you know, if they have ten minutes, they'll go up there and they'll just riff on whatever they can, and they will, uh, they will just sit there and they will, like, they'll have a tape recorder off stage and they will record their ten minutes and whatever works, they keep; whatever doesn't, they, you know, they get rid of. However, that being said, I mean, what he did was, I don't even know. It was hurtful. It was hateful. It was uh, male victimhood, which is just so great and and to start 2019 off with.
0: Yeah, because this is the thing. Um, when it comes to his style of humor, he used to have a setup, a middle bit, a small laugh, a secondary setup for the big punchline payoff. Does this whole thing that he's doing actually ascribed to the style
1: that he's known for? No. It almost feels like, and I'm not defending him in, in the slightest here, but it almost feels like he just gave up, and he just is letting it all go. And like, hey, here's the real Louis.
0: Yeah, and and I'm afraid for a lot of people, they're not going to be prepared for the real
1: <laughs> Louis. Well, I mean... Well, you can't, that's the thing, it's like the worst that's going to happen is is he's not going to get booked anywhere, you know, but he could still go say whatever he wants.
0: Mm, true, true. Well, okay, look, moving from one bad entertainer to another, because we can't actually call this entire network a news network, Ron, Fox News has been in the, the, the headlines recently uh, all over 2018 for being a place of Would you say, like, uh, hurricane, like, F5 levels of sexual assault and harassment?
1: Uh, Yeah, a ridiculous amount. And plus, since this is the uh, first show on the new network or the new uh, station in North Carolina, they have yet to hear my usual audible response to Fox News, which is – Uh, <laughs> I know every time
0: I bring that, that name up you're just oh uh, okay but no, let's get into this one because this has to do with a recent segment that was on a uh, another program on Facebook watch called Scarlet Letter Reports okay now this had to do with one specific case from
1: Tamara Holder now do you know who she was Uh, Unfortunately, I I am not uh, well-versed in Tamara Holder. I apologize. Okay,
0: well, this is the thing. Uh, Panel shows on Fox News—actually, all panel shows on all networks, no matter who runs them or what agenda they have, usually tries to diversify between a leftist and a righty. Okay, so they, they have people that represent the liberal side, then they have people that represent the conservative side, and they do this no matter what network they're on. Tamara Holder was one of those rare individuals that was working at Fox News as a contributor for the left's kind of viewpoint on several different shows. Now, in, in one incident, while working at Fox News, she was locked in an office with a superior who exposed himself to her and then attempted to force her head down. She left the company. Matt Lauer? No, Matt Lauer did not work at Fox News.
2: And oh. And here's
0: the thing: I've been scouring, trying to find out who this is, because you know, after the incident, after after um, Holder and and everything uh, basically came up to Tamara and said, "Well, I mean, Holder herself was was told by others that that people would not like it if she came forward." The executive was fired, but then later sued Fox for being fired over the harassment claims. Now, this is the thing. After he sued, he basically in that suit said, I am a scapegoat for a culture of sexual um, misogyny within the Fox News empire. And as right as that could be, I'm just going to ask a basic question here, Ron. As a woman, is it safe to go into the workplace even when your workplace is seen by millions and millions and millions of people a day?
1: You know, it makes me think of Ghostbusters. And I'll explain explain what I mean here. All right. Please do. Okay. Remember in the film uh, when Egon is talking about Evo Shandor? Uh the oh god yeah i think so the guy who who created the apartment that dana barrett was living in because yeah. he he felt quote humanity was too sick to survive oh yeah
0: yeah and then of course there was gozar and all that
1: yeah i i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to agree with evo shandor <laughs> uh because humanity is too sick to survive wow so your new year's resolution is uh Mass scurvy uh, my, my New Year's resolution is to build A giant apartment building In New York That will be the second coming of Gozer uh, The Gozerian uh, There will be a giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man uh, Except this time Bill Murray's too old To do anything about it Yeah well, Okay now why Just just tell me why Because this country has elected an idiot To be its president and I'm not even gonna hide it anymore. I, I used to try and be funny about it and be like, Oh, he's so he's a walking corn dog with hair. No. No, he's an idiot. This hmm. man is 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 I I know people who okay, do you do you, do you watch Ephes for Family? Yes I do. Okay, you know those two kids who like like the one puts on an asbestos diaper, and he's like, Why is my diaper so itchy? Yes. Yeah. They're smarter than Trump. Wow. Okay. That's... This man has some weird agenda that he's pushing. That's, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm going to run the country like a business. So when does America file for Chapter 11? Um,
0: okay, okay. Well, here's the thing. We might be morally bankrupt. However, this story also kind of points to something that we've already known. And because we're in a new year, Ron, i got to ask you very seriously. Because this story came back out through the Scarlet uh, Scarlet Letter reports, um, is it trying to signal, "Hey, be vigilant if you're a woman in the workplace going into 2019," or B, ain't a damn thing changed?
1: I think it's got to be a mixture of both. Nothing is going to change, and women need to keep themselves vigilant no no matter where they are. Mm. You know, and, and and you and I love the guys who say. Well, what about me? I don't do nothing wrong no woman, but why am I getting penalized for it? Well, if if that's the way you're thinking, you must be doing something wrong.
0: Okay, yeah, because that's the thing. Interestingly enough, when it comes to Fox News, they always have Uh male... They always have male... Uh, correspondents and male panelists on there that say well this is a a terrible time to be a man you can't do anything you better have four bank accounts just because as a man you could be oh so victimized by this culture of me too and that does echo the sentiments of one louis ck that we were talking about earlier weird how they're really sympathico here but ron Is it any surprise that a network that dedicates so much time to defending the male perspective that they would secretly behind the scenes be a culture of rape?
1: Uh, That doesn't shock me at all. It doesn't. Um, It also doesn't shock me uh, that you can put on USA at any given moment and watch a Law and Order marathon. Wow. Wow.
0: And trust me, there's, there's always Rick and Morty online too. It's, it's rather relaxing yeah. and cathartic after a while. Um, then, oh, it's. I
1: kind. I want to go to Cronin, the Cronenberg universe. I thought we were already there. We are because we have a big lump of blank at the in the White House. Well, look,
0: when we're talking about that big blank at the White House, remember this is a guy that's kind of hook line and sinker. Thrown his image in with this Fox News network. And, as such, I mean, it wasn't too many weeks ago that me and you were talking about how the marriage of Trump and Fox News had kind of resulted in this weird era of state-run media that we're in. But, Ron, with Trump's image being so married to the cult of Fox News and with these now-fresh stories coming out from Tamara Holder, um, is this going to kind of shock people into realizing we still have a very
1: toxic culture for women? No, I don't think anybody's going to realize that except anybody who's who's paying attention. And it's not even about being woke. It's about just paying attention. Open your eyes. Yeah, and you I, know?
0: the warning signs are there. I mean, if you're on a network where they literally have a cryon on the bottom of the screen saying men in danger that is not something that happens ron are you in danger right now
1: uh from I'm the in me Dan- too movement oh from the me too movement oh no i was gonna say more like diabetes and heart disease but no i'm, I'm no me and me and women are fine
0: yeah. Yeah. Like Idris Elba said, you know, uh, when asked,
1: hey, is now a time to a scary time to be a male in Hollywood? He goes, only if you've done something stupid. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, as long as you don't know to keep your hands to yourself, you know, as long as you don't make stupid comments, you know, I mean, unless. OK, here's where I'm going to quantify the stupid comment part, though, because if you're a comedian and you make these and you make a joke and it's actually funny. That's one thing. But if you're just going, if you're catcalling women, that's a whole different ball of wax. You know?
0: Yeah. Like if you're Sinbad a long time ago doing the women be shopping, okay, haha. But if you're the, you know, women be easy to victimize, not so much.
1: Yeah. So you could be Sinbad from early 1992 or Louis C.K. from late 2018
0: yikes that's uh that's a cultural divide um look the thing is though is when it comes to the culture in the workplace fox news has always 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 kind of been the haven for matt lauer-esque type behavior so at the end of the day should we actually be shocked at all of the stuff that that mrs holder said
1: not if we're paying attention Jeez, ron
0: you know, there's some times that I think, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a male, but at the same time, my sister was just here for a week in Maui, and, and I can tell you, there's so many times that I just look at her and go, how do you do it? How do you wake up every
1: day and live in this? It's impossible. It's impossible. And the thing is, is people are always like, you know, you still get people who are just like, well, women are after me. Well, what did you do? Nothing, but i I know they're after me, okay, yeah, All right. and then you know,
0: I think Nirvana said it best a long time ago, and I only bring them up because they're a part of a new lawsuit, um yeah, uh, but uh Nirvana said long, too long ago, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you, so there you go <sighs> yeah. uh yeah uh, the, the the thing is though is, I mean, to tie this up into a nutshell this this whole me too movement as far as news networks scared the hell out of fox news where everybody else just treated it like the story that it was as far as a journalist is concerned why is it that fox news instantly it seemed like there was no sort of legitimacy given to these claims why did fox news instantly jump on that attack ron
1: well they got to figure out a way to defend themselves and not look weak they can't just. They can't. They can't be mature enough to just say, you know, uh, we we messed up. Uh, so, uh, our bad. Yeah. Oopsie. Okay. Okay. Look, we're gonna. They suddenly turn into the nutty professor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a, a quick break. When we get back, um, I gotta talk about this tweet that was sent out from the United States and how that's all part of this international penis measuring competition that is getting a little scary. Plus, because it is the first day of a new year, me and Ron have got to talk about some of our weirdest and favorite stories of 2018. That's all on the way, it's the Shaggy Jinket Show.
2: This is 60-Second Civics, from the Center for Civic Education, I'm Mark Gage. In Westbury v. Sanders 1964, the Supreme Court adopted the rule of one person, one vote. This means that congressional district lines must be drawn on the basis of population after each 10-year census. According to the court, the population in each district must be mathematically equal to other districts in the state. The one-person, one-vote requirement has not ended debates over where district lines should be drawn. Gerrymandering, or drawing district lines to achieve favorable results for one political party, remains a fact of American political life. Drawing district lines is not an issue in the Senate because Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution gives every state two senators, no matter how large its population. California and Wyoming, for example, each has two U.S. senators. In 2015, California had a population of about 39 million, and Wyoming had a population of about 586,000. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Music by Cheryl Englehart is provided by MusicAlley.com. 60-Second Civics, where civic engagement only takes a minute.
0: Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up.
1: You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
1: Warning. Too
0: much consumption of the Shaggy Jenkins Show could result in a higher IQ, a better understanding of the world, and not being called a f***ing idiot as much. It's the Shaggy Jenkins Show. It's the Shaggy Jenkins Show on the Pacifico Radio Network. Welcome back. Aloha from the beautiful state of Hawaii. Hey. Happy New Year's Day to you and yours. Look, if you missed any part of the show, you can always catch up with us on Spotify. Just look for the Shaggy Jenkins Show. Or, why not, go to my website, shaggyjenkins.com, and you can find all the stuff you need to know about us there. Even catch up on old episodes you might have missed. One of the people that has been uh, with me through a lot of episodes through 2018. And let's just face it. God, we've been joined at the hip entertainment Lee wise for a long time. Please give it up for Midwest correspondent, host of his very own show, it's Ron Pertee.
1: Hey, yay. By the way, it's your turn to empty our uh, 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 toilet bucket, since we're attached at the hip.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, let's not talk about the whole slush thing happens here with some of our news stories because i I mean speaking of fecal matter uh we do have to in just a bit touch on some of the weirdest and and most horrible stories of 2018 that we've covered but um ron brought this up during the break we haven't been nearly positive enough so we're going to start off the new year by at least mentioning per person one positive thing in 2018 that, that that is like wow Something to cheer for, okay? So, before we get to all of that, though, Ron, you follow
1: Twitter, right? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, lately it's been uh, kind of a Mad Max-esque um, desert wasteland. Yeah,
0: well, okay, so... <clears throat> Last week, Russia decided to kind of play this strategic missile uh, one-upsmanship with the United States and say, in essence, they now have a hypersonic nuclear-capable delivery system. This will just blow the crap out of anything and cannot be stopped by the United States or any other country's current missile defense systems. In a tweet... The United States Strategic Command basically released a picture of a huge explosion saying Times Square tradition rings in the new year by dropping the big ball. If ever needed, we are hashtag ready to drop something much, much bigger. Run! is this, is this real?
1: Okay, second time in an episode. Uh I I know, but still, this is something that is
0: like the United States Strategic Command is now engaging in Trump-like behavior on Twitter.
1: Because he's normalized it. He's made it okay to be uh, a complete buffoon in public.
0: Okay, but there's the other part of this is a lot of people are saying that the Strategic Command here is is basically trying to reiterate that even though these are non-nuclear devices that they're showing blowing up in the videos that they posted to twitter that you know russia you can't one-up us we can just blow the crap out of you too with our airplanes um (sighs) is this military diplomacy detached from the white house or is this an extension of the administration's
1: thoughts I think this might be someone who thinks that because the president does it, it's okay for them to do it.
0: But the president typically doesn't talk bad or even do a lot of posturing of the United States acting tough against Vladimir Putin and Russia. So this seems oddly timed to go against the type of people that Donald Trump typically wants to leave alone.
1: Yeah, but I think it's it's maybe it's somebody who isn't siding with uh, a corndog with hair Um, and they're, you know, they're not in Vladimir Putin's pocket. Um, So that should be a punk band, Vladimir Putin's Putin's pocket, pocket. right? Yeah. And uh, then, you know, maybe they're not somebody who is pro-Russia and they're not afraid to um, Louis C.K. themselves. Uh, And that's the new term for exposing yourself. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Um, And uh, maybe they're just not uh, afraid to do it, but they're taking a page from Dum Dum's book and just posturing.
0: Well, this has been the year, and, and, you know, I kind of want to segue into some of our 2018 stories. This does seem to have been the year of – Posturing. The United States has engaged in Twitter diplomacy against North Korea, uh, against our interest in NATO, and, I mean, come on, most recently against the idea of a free and open media, and the investigation and in special counsel against the White House's involvement with Russia. Look, this year has been, I, I kind of want to say the year for that being
1: the thing. I just, I, I you know, I think about it and it just makes my head hurt mm, okay. a lot.
0: Well, I, I want to talk about one of the big bad stories of, of 2018 because we're still going to be in it. And it doesn't seem that there's an end in sight. Ron, what did the year 2018 teach us through the lens of the Mueller investigation?
1: Uh, that the minute the house gets sworn in as democrat mr muller has a bomb of his own to drop
0: well yeah because let's not let's not underestimate the whole there's five committees just about to look into every aspect of trump's life whether he likes it or not and they have subpoena power ignoring all of that i mean ron you would think that the president as a new year's resolution would be out today going you know i think i'm just gonna calm down and and stop saying so much on twitter about this special counsel. <laughs> but I, can i tell you something that's kind of weird and 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 creepily like scary you know how donald trump's tweets dominated the 2018 news cycle right unfortunately. Well, a lot of people, and, and and this was on like every network, including Fox News a couple of times, legal experts would come out and actually talk about the legal ramifications of Donald Trump's words on Twitter versus what could actually be brought up uh, by the special counsel you know, because he said it. He basically admits to doing something that he, he shouldn't admit to. Here's the thing. Did you know that in the year 2018, in case after case after case after case, the judiciary found all the time against using Donald Trump's tweets for any sort of investigative power, calling Donald Trump, anytime he talked about policy, anytime he talks about, you know, the investigation, which he's the first president that ever talked about how much he was being investigated— Uh, No matter how much he talks about it, Ron, legally, that stuff in the year 2018 was regarded as, quote, speculation material.
1: Even though it came, okay, well, what about this? What about him being in Iraq, posting a video to his Twitter that gave away the location of a U.S. Navy SEAL team?
0: And that's the other part, once again, through Twitter, with speculation.
1: How is it speculation if it's coming straight from him?
0: That's just it. The, 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 any judge that's weighed in on Donald Trump and his tweets in 2018 basically said, just because the president says it doesn't mean it's actual policy. Take, for instance, the whole transgender thing. Remember
1: the military ban that Donald Trump wanted to uh, get rid of? Uh, which doesn't make any sense to me because if you have people who are willing to join your stupid military, all right, and that I'm, I'm not talking about the people. The people aren't, but you know, any anything led by him is stupid. Mm, all right, yeah, okay, no, all right. No, no. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not. Like, I gotta. Cl- I am not i got to got to quantify this. I'm not speaking ill of the of, of uh, active service men or women. Okay, that's not that's not what I'm doing. But if you're willing to tell people who are willing to join your military and maybe die for you that it matters what's between their legs, you have more issues. It's like, it's like that thing I posted on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I was at the hospital cafeteria and right outside the cafeteria, they have a bunch of pamphlets. Okay. And one of the pamphlets says, am I pregnant it's like if you have to ask a pamphlet if you're pregnant, you have a whole slew of other issues that you have to address before you worry about whether or not you've got a kid in your stomach.
0: Yikes, because look, <clears throat> I do want to say that 2018 wasn't inspiring as far as intelligence, but when we get to our positive stories, I might have, I might have just the thing for that. But Okay, Ron is it no surprise too, because we have so much stuff that happened this year that me and you've talked about. I kind of want to move from this story into one that that is, oh my God, the very first show that we did of 2018, and I thought it was going to be our last show. Let's talk about religious hate crimes and the rise of white supremacy in America. Oh, yay. Let's, yes. Yeah, 2018 saw an un unprecedented amount of hate crimes in the United States. And, and Ron, how much of that was negatively, negatively reacted to by the president? None
1: of which, because apparently there's bad people on both sides.
0: Yeah, and there's good people on both sides. Now, of course, th- that has to do with the 2017 Charlottesville story. When it comes to 2018, They tried to stage a one-year anniversary march of that. Not, and and this is the thing, do you remember the original reason that whole Charlottesville thing happened? So Spike Lee could have the final end credits for Black Klansmen. No, no, it was a protest over one of the weirder stories of 2018, the quote-unquote, rewriting of American history by removing Civil War statues. Okay, uh, I've said it time and time again. When your very own Robert E. Lee says, please let us obliterate this civil strife as if it never existed, that's not the guy you put on a statue commemorating his involvement in the wrong side of history's biggest battle in the United... Okay, well, one of the biggest battle for the white folks...
1: That's like being—that's like being an idiot, you know. Being married, being an idiot, and deciding to go on Temptation Island. Yes, yes. Or like my wife's
0: favorite show, Ninety Day Fiance. When you marry somebody and instantly set up a Tinder profile.
1: Or, or better, I actually have a friend who got married, and three three days later it was on Plenty of Fish. Um, yeah, that was that was fun to hear from his wife. Wow. Um Yeah. So I immediately tried to pick her up, but that's besides the point. Um, I figure, hey, why not? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Mm-hmm. Or or like the show, uh, I think it's on A&E, about the people who um, uh, get out of prison and they automatically get married to somebody. Um, uh, I forget what it's called, but you know which one I'm talking about. Mm, yeah, inmate brides or... Or something like that. Yeah, it's all messed up. But there was a chick kissing another chick, and who am I to say that's a bad thing?
0: Well, the thing is, is look, most times when you make a comment like that, there's two reactions. Oh, a chick kissing another chick. There's the normal reaction of, okay, why is this significant? And then there's the other, uh, this, uh, ooh, oh, God, that's terrible. That's taboo. That's a sin. Uh, ooh, gay people. Now,
1: Ron, well, like the Thanksgiving Day Parade.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't even want to go into the two Navy sailors that tried to recreate the iconic kiss, but everybody's mad at because they're married, but
1: they're both men. Even though, from what I've read, that kiss was forced?
0: Uh, yeah, the original one was actually kind of one of those Me Too moments. So, yeah, it, the fact that their kiss, the two gay men, married, once again, the fact that their kiss was consensual is makes it actually better than the original.
1: Okay, again, 2018,
0: Uh Yeah, I know, I know, but this year there was a surprising surge, not just in the United States, but, look, in a place that has been as contentious as, and we mention them all the time, the U.K., they've seen religious hate crimes surge up to 40%
1: this year. What's going on with you, Dad?
0: Hmm? I don't know, because, you know, back here in the United States, we've had to contend with President, you know dealmaker and the fact is is that this year with all of the kind of mm, racial prejudices and stuff that's been echoed in the united states just like it's over in the uk um we've we've had to deal with nobody having any disposable income thanks to inflation so think about this we have kind of a a whole worldwide rightist movement, the righty kind of almost pro-fascist movement that happened in 2018, with Italy almost being purely fascist again. But now, here in the United States, when we talk about all of this stuff coming back to our shores and, hey, you know, we're the Americas, we can deal with it. Um, No, we can't, because everybody's pissed off because they're poor. Now, Ron... With all of these stories that that happened in 2018, I want to kind of stop our year in review and ask you, point blank, what was one of the worst stories
1: you had to do this year? Oh, man. Um, Can it be a personal story?
0: Um, Well, if you want it to be. I mean, you know, I was going to go with news stories, but we have
1: lives. Uh, well, it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of coincides with how our government has tanked, but I remember I did the, the bit on, uh, um, on nursing homes and rehab centers. Um, that was fun talking about for half an hour. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and how they uh, treat their residents. Um, that was a, uh, that was a firsthand experience. That wasn't even a, uh, I'm going to do some research. That was right from the horse's mouth.
0: Yeah. And that um, that's just it on your show this year, you kind of tackled a non-entertainment story and I was like, okay, but it turned out that from your perspective, going through this whole, this whole scenario w- with your mom, as you have been, you've learned a very dismal picture of healthcare in America, haven't you?
1: Yeah. So here's here's the thing is she um, fell and the place she went to for rehab didn't do a good enough job. So she gets home for an hour, falls again, goes back in the hospital for a few days, goes to a different rehab where they leave her uh, uh, in her own mess for two hours and then threaten her after she squeals on the woman who did it. And, and, and it also gave her a urinary tract infection, so that's always fun, um, especially as you get older because it makes your brain go cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I saw this firsthand, and, and then she is back in the hospital again, and uh, I told them – I said, one of two things is going to happen if you send her to a rehab. And the doctor looked at me, and I said, she's either going to come back in this hospital again because she's going to get sick because her immune system is so low from going to these places – where they don't care if you get sick or she's not going to come home at all unless it's in a pine box.
0: Yeah. And, and it seemed like they were pretty apathetic about which one of those scenarios you you left with.
1: Yeah, they, they don't care. The people, and that's the thing is, like, everybody's like, well, in Canada, you, got, you spend so much money in taxes. But, yeah, you know, and, and they always say, well, I know a Canadian who doesn't like Canadian health care. I would love to meet them.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I know plenty of women that don't like independence.
1: Exactly. It
0: doesn't make them right or even socially valid. Okay, so that that was probably the deepest, darkest story of your 2018, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with, as far as the bad, 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 bad stories of this year. ah. <sighs> I'm going to go with the mysterious circumstances of Stan Lee's life and the fact that, yeah, in 2018, we lost Stan Lee. Now, I know what you're thinking. Shaggy, you're the political guy. You're not the entertainment guy. Why are you throwing out a story like that? I figured since Ron's throwing out a health care story, I'll throw out an entertainment story. Ron, the thing that we learned about Stan Lee's later half of the life is if you are an old person here in the United States... The chances of you being victimized, both financially and 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 gosh, in some cases personally, are very real.
1: Oh, they they really are. Uh, I mean, and and I covered Stan on my show because it's more of an entertainment thing. But I get it. Um, it's uh, it has uh, huge ramifications for everything that we were just talking about medically speaking, you know, with the care and stuff and how. Uh, you can, if you, if your lawyer is smart enough, they can uh, uh, make sure that uh, you get whatever you need to get when it comes to controlling someone's uh, affairs.
0: Oh, easily, easily. Because here's the thing, <clears throat> Stan Lee, uh, who should, by all seeming intents and purposes, been the master of this colossal empire that was really blossoming in 2018. You would think that he would have just been high on the horse, but more and more, especially over the summer, stories started to come out of an isolated Stanley, of a victimized Stan Lee. And if a guy that is supposed to be that influential and that big can be, uh, well, a victim of geriatric assault or abuse, anybody can. And that was the real scary part of that story.
1: Uh, yeah, and then not only that, but after – it was just his 96th birthday recently, like last, but in the last couple days, and Kevin Smith posted how he was at Stan's 95th surprise party for his birthday, and he said that was the last time he saw Stan.
0: That's, that's scary because that's a lot of what insiders were saying. He was moved house to house. He was deliberately kept, quote-unquote, busy, and by the time that anybody found out that he was the, the, the victim of elder abuse – it was way too late in his life to have any meaningful impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's video of him uh, uh, at a convention and there's like his handlers are behind him telling him how to sign his own name. Mm.
0: That's crazy. And keep in mind all the money that he was making signing those autographs because, you know, they charged for that stuff.
1: He you never- know, but I, I was lucky enough to, to get his autograph back when he didn't charge back when he was walking around shaking hands, b- vibrant. Uh, knew what was going on. Uh, I shook his hand and I said, "Thanks for being such an inspiration to everyone." Because let's be honest, he's the Beatles. Whether you like him or not, you know he he's he's the reason that your your favorite comic book writer or your favorite author or uh, artist is doing what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I said, "I said thanks for the inspiration." And he said, "You got good taste, kid."
0: Yay! Okay, now uh, because we're gonna run out of time if we don't do this run. 2018. Let's just say it was a, a toilet bowl mess. But what would would be the one bright, shiny little, good story
1: to you? The last drive-in. Joe Bob Briggs return uh, to to Shutter, uh, and he did the 24 hour marathon back in July that broke the internet. Uh, and then he did his dinners of death over Thanksgiving and a very Joe Bob Christmas uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And I hear he's doing a show uh, every week now, starting in March, which is going to be great. And uh, he's going to be at a film festival that I usually have a movie in or something uh, in Milwaukee in April. So I get to meet Joe Bob in 2019. like In person, I've had him on my program. And he's uh, he's my best of this week. That's what episode's airing. So if you want to, you know, yeah. But uh no, him returning to the spotlight. He's even on the cover of the the newest issue of Fangoria that's coming out at the end of the month. So, uh I'm very I was very happy when he came back. He's been a personal hero of mine for many, many years, and to see him still being able to do what he did all those years ago, uh it it it, it warmed the
0: cockles of my heart. No. Oh, so that would, would be the biggest and the, the the brightest story, huh? Yes. Okay. Is there any story that you're hoping just goes away before 2019 is over?
1: Um, uh, I'm hoping that Trump goes away before 2019 is over. Okay.
0: All right, so let's see. I'm going to pick a good story here. and I mean, for me, the one big story that everybody thinks I'm going to talk about, but I won't, was that this 2018 was the highest midterm voter turnout in some 50 years. I mean, before the year 2018, nobody even kind of knew that midterms happened. (laughs) So that was great.
1: But okay. Uh, And we have a female doctor now.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. The female Doctor Who, which every friend of mine that I've you know introduced to is like, I love the new season. Okay, but I'm going to go with a story that we didn't get to talk about here, but absolutely positively, if you want to talk about the biggest and brightest thing of 2018... In 2018, we found a new treatment for ovarian cancer that doesn't just show marginal chances of getting the disease after you're treated with it, shows substantial chances of helping wipe out a very dangerous cancer for women. Now, they've held this results in 2018 as breakthrough and astonishing and amazing and, and look... It, i know you just mentioned the doctor but doctors typically don't throw around words like that do they no now ovarian cancer has one of the worst survival rates only about a third of the people living with it actually make it 10 years or longer after their diagnosis but with this this new treatment and this was published in the new england journal of medicine two-thirds uh, the drug was called uh olaparab okay it's O L A P A R I B they made it at least 3 years without treatment without relapsing okay that is amazing now half of those have shown uh, that that were given it have shown no signs of the disease even marginally returning now this is something that was groundbreaking and and Ron if there's any bit of good news that 2018 needed ovarian cancer going possibly away I think was good one of them
1: right uh yeah, I would totally agree yeah all right hey where can everybody find you go to ron.world and you can find everything there I am now a contributor for bam bam smack pow and geeks, Geekscape.net. So you can read all of my musings and all sorts of other fun stuff, and hear old episodes of the Ron Peretti Show over there. So uh, head over there for all roads lead there.
0: All right, for everybody else, Happy New Year, 2019! Join us tomorrow for another fun-filled episode of the Shaggy Jenkins Show. Till then, love you, mean it. Get in, bye.